Metu Netur Volume 2, Anuk Ausar, The Kemetic Initiation System, Chapter 3, Cosmogony, The Creation of the World. The efforts to understand the Kemetic cosmogony is rendered difficult by the fact that the Kemetic sages left no explanatory text on the subject, or at least none have survived. Most information on the subject must be extracted from poems, hymns, prayers, etc., which were composed in various shrines over a period of 3,000 years. Although these works present us with a very keen insight into the creative process and the nature of God, they do not give these in sequential order of the creative process. Fortunately, there is one work that has come very close to a step-by-step -step coherent presentation of the process. It is the book of knowing the creations of Ra and overcoming a pep evil. The stages that are clearly demarcated it in in it serve as a basis for placing the information from other hymns in its proper place, thus enriching our comprehension of the subject. The first stage deals with the first act of creation, which is the self-creation of the supreme being as creator in being, i.e. the passage from subjective being to objective being. The second stage deals with the creation of the order, the divine law, that will govern the world. The third stage deals with the creation of the two grand divisions of the world, the nominal or the metaphysical realm and the phenomenal realm. The fourth stage deals with the creation of the fundamental objective faculties of God, presented as five and later on of man. This completes a cycle of creation to be followed by another. Stage one of the cosmological process, book of knowing the creations of Ra, the self-creation of the creator and of existence. We come now to the first act of creation. Creation is in reality an act of differentiation, the transformation of new, from its undifferentiated state to differentiated energy slash matter. Parentheses, things, objects, thoughts, forces, physical phenomena, and parentheses. We learned in the preceding chapter that the original state of the material basis of the world is undifferentiated and the energy is inert, i.e. in a static or latent form. The first creative act, therefore, is the setting of this energy slash matter into motion. This is achieved through sound. In the book of Knowing the Creations of Ra, we read, quote, I brought into my mouth my own name, that is to say, a word of power, and I, even I, came into being, end quote. If we distinguish the various parts of how we produce a sound, we will notice that the process begins with an immaterial being ourselves, which one, wills an act initiated by an immaterial principle, the static inner energy to transform itself into two, an impulse or kinetic energy, which is followed by three, a mental form of the sound, which is in turn followed by four, the generation of caloric energy, which plays a part in the electromagnetic nervous excitation of the vibration vibrating medium that five sets into movement the air or whatever medium is going to propagate the sound 
I have given this sequence because when we study sound and physics, it is mostly spoken of in terms of the last fifth stage in the sequence of its production. When the comedic sages speak of the word that created the world, they are referring to all five stages as outlined above. The immaterial, atep, the hidden, amen, exercises the will, hue, which creates differentiation in the formless matter, new. The first movement, the, prim the, prim the primal impulse induced by the action of the will was spiral in form. Thus the fact, thus the first act of creation of the will was, I'm sorry, the, thus the first act of creation was metamorphosized as the rolling mud of a, of a beetle or as the movement of a serpent, which was named Neheb Kao, the provider of qualities or forms. In regards to the metaphor of the serpent, San Chionatho, in his Phoetian, Phoenician cosmogony states that, quote, Tatus, T-A-A-U-T-U-S, first attributed something of the divine nature to the serpent and the serpent species, in which he was followed by the Phoetians and the Egyptians. In its progress, it assumes a variety of forms moving in a spiral course. That, that, that. Spiral motions generate patterns in the mental realm i.e. they create structures, the mathematical aspects of which have been studied by scientists. Italian mathematician Leonardo Fibonacci discovered a spiral-related sequence of numbers, now bearing his name while studying the birth pattern of rabbits. Through later devices, it was found to mathematically explain many of the patterns underlying structures in nature. The Fibonacci series or numbers are 0, 1, 1, Two, three, five, eight, thirteen, twenty-one, etc. After the first two numbers of this sequence, which are one and one, each successive number is is obtained by adding the previous number. Studies have shown that the center of a daisy is intersected by a set of spirals turning in a clockwise direction, and another until anti-clockwise and another anti-clockwise. The number of spirals in each set is a Fibonacci number, and so was the number of petals. The number of leaves of plants when counted following a spiral motion, as well as the seeds of sunflowers and daisies, the scales of pineapples and pine cones all add up to a Fibonacci number. Even the distance between leaves, which is usually a fraction of a full turn of a spiral away, yield meaningful fractional numbers that are specific to each species. Of course, we are surrounded by more obvious manifestations of spirals. We see it in the sundial shell, spider web, horn of the doll sheep, the trajectory of many subatomic particles, the nuclear force of atoms, the double helix of DNA, and most of all, in many of the galaxies. That the Kamau knew that were that there was a connection between spirals and the patterns underlying nature is evident in the name given to the serpent representing the primordial spiral, 
Nehebeb Kao, the provider of forms, qualities, attributes, which is eight characters. N-E-H-E-B-K-A-U. It must also be noted that the primordial spiral is the reason for the curvature of space, the absence of straight lines in nature and the wave form of light, sound, etc. From its center radiates two whirls, which in the basis of all dualities in the world, that the comedic sages understood this is to be seen in their depiction of the primordial spiral as a two-headed serpent. The comedic language offers us a very important piece of insight into the role of the spiral. They possess two hieroglyphs for the letter U. One is the chick and the other a spiral. It is interesting that many of the key words dealing with some aspect of creativity in which the U sound occurs are written with the spiral. We find it in such words as Ausars, A-U-S-A-R-E-S, the name of Ausar as creator, Hekau, H-E-K-A-U, word of power, he Peru K E K H E P E R U creations in some spellings of new men's mess new M E S E N U to weave to spin Pau T P A U T I the primal objective matter Shu S H U etc. The serpent as a metaphor for the spiral also explains the use of the hieroglyph of a serpent to represent some of the goddesses. In the comedic tradition, as in the Hindu, the gods represented the principle of a thing in potency, and the goddess, the active power, the Shakti, also represented by the, a serpent for its realization. It is very instructive to know that the female counterparts of the four attributes of the subjective realm are represented as human-headed serpents with their legs tied to show that their essential nature is action, but are in the subjective realm, inert, not going. The serpent represents no other than the spiral movement induced by the creative word. The comedic sages did not conceive the creator separate from the very act of creating and the creation itself. The three must emerge simultaneously. The st stupendous realization was recorded in the book of knowing the creations of Ra. We read, quote, the words of the Lord all, which he spoke after he came into being, I am he who came into being as the creator, the creator of beings, 
after I became being many beings came forth from my mouth, not existed heaven, not existed earth, not had been created the things of the earth and creeping things in place that I raised them up from out of new, from a state of inactivity. I have given the comedic transliteration of the words for the creator beings and the verb to create, which are all based on the word kefir, K-H-E-P-E-R, metamorphosized by the beto kefir. So it will be clear that kefir is not a deity as Egyptologists claim. We have the same linguistic process at work as discussed in the previous chapter. We learn in one version of the book that the name of the Supreme Being as creator in Ausars and in other, in which no name is mentioned, it is implied that the title to be Ra. The version in which we are told the name is Ausars is very important. It is perhaps the only surviving document in which the name Ausar is spelled out. It is usually represented by non-alphabraic hieroglyphs, picture of an I and a C. What's more, the U in the name is the hieroglyph of a spiral, emphasizing the creative aspect of the name. As the text is explicit that the name is a word of power, I brought unto my mouth my own name, that is to say a word of power, and I, even I, came into being. We have here an important revelation. Given the fact that in the comedic spiral science words are considered the creative essence of things that means through which they are brought into being and controlled, we are here given the master word of power. It is the word Al concealed in Al-Sars. Students of metaphysics will readily recognize it as a radical of the mantra Aum which has its counterpart in the comedic Ankh life. We must remember that G and K trade places in, and across many languages and cognate words. It is important to note that in the depiction of the serpent Nehebeb Kao, the primordial spiral as Ankh as cross is included. We will later see that Ra and Ausar are metaphors emphasizing different aspects of the creative word Ankh, Am Ankh. So there is no contradiction or assimilation of qualities in identifying the creator as one or the other. And here ends the reading on page 49, chapter 3. Cosmogony.